0: Check one two. Check three four. Good levels. Yeah, I like the levels. Uh so Will, for
1: today's a- Um I What? Actually Big Willy. Oh come on, here really you prefer Big Willy. <laughs> you're gonna make me call you Big Willy? I'm gonna ask you to call me Big Willy. <laughs> it's it's an ironic.
2: What about above
1: above average Willy? Well, maybe you could get there one day. Above average okay. It just rolls off the tongue though. Welcome to Big Willie and Jace. See
0: it, doesn't it? As it sounds just, right, just, just give me above get, average. Get this over with. Welcome to Above Average Willie and Jace uh, Frazier Podcast
1: look at that Christmas. wow the comments are flooding in the people like that more
0: you have gotten increasingly difficult to work with average willie i want only blue m ms <laughs> where <laughs> in my dressing room we don't even have a room we, we record drink. in anymore no, we're we... recording outside in your dressing room <laughs> there's we no i have a studio <laughs> there's no rooms anymore <laughs> haven't you been following the news <laughs> <laughs> stopped actually <laughs> welcome everybody uh, i'm jace i've seen fraser a bundle of times and i'm above average willie and i've seen
1: fraser for the first time. Can't last the whole episode. you
0: week think that, right? This week we are uh, talking about the episode from Frasier Season 3, Episode 21, Where There's Smoke, There's Fired. Worst title. Not a fan. This is the worst title that's ever happened to me. Well, it's it's a play on words. No one
1: was fired or in danger of being fired. But boy, was there smoke. Yeah, but just do a different pun. <laughs> go ahead, go sense. ahead.
0: Different smoke pun, Will.
1: Average Will. Okay. <laughs> you think you're so good at this? I, I do. Don't Smokey the the bear that's the word maybe title. maybe like below average will <laughs>
0: <laughs> last week you took a guess at what this episode would be about you this definitely is, thought someone was getting crap. fired
1: this is <laughs> You're stupid will's not happy roll it. razor has to fire roz because she does something like really bad like she really screws something up It's like i've done this one but we're doing it again she really screws something up and he does fire her And says like anyone can do this job, and he gets a just a terrible producer, and he has to go back and like kind of beg Roz to like come back, and that she's really really good at what she does, and she does.
0: It's a misleading. So no one was fired. No one was or in danger
1: of being fired because it's a misleader.
0: Yeah, if if anyone in this episode was in danger of being fired, who do you think it would? And hold on to your answer uh, here because I'm going to synopsis it up first, and we're going to (laughs) come. This is a teaser. I don't know That's how you get people to listen to the synopsis, and then you... This. These are all the tricks so I learned around. when I was... Uh, car. Working in radio? Briefly a whittler. We've been recording <laughs> for three minutes. You haven't dumped it yet. Oh, I did actually work in radio. So, synopsis this episode. The beginning of the episode starts out with Niles coming over to the condo uh, looking for money. <laughs> Money. <clears throat> uh, Niles comes over looking for money, uh, and it's because he doesn't have Maris's money to toss around anymore. So uh, as he's at the condo, Frazier wakes up and says, there's a new station owner. Did you know that we were missing a station owner? Nope. Hold on to that thought until uh, after the me? synopsis. Okay, then Roz comes over with a lot of information about the new station owner. Roz says that, you know, he's a Texas millionaire, owns a media conglomerate of sorts at this point. His name is Wilford S. Boone, but a lot of his friends call him. Big Willie goes by Big Willie. So, uh, Frazier is very interested in impressing the new station uh, owner because he would like his show syndicated, and that seems to be a possibility if his agent plays it right. His agent, of course, is B.B. Glazer. At the radio station at KACL, all of the staff is trying to impress Big Willie, and then Big Willie appears. Frazier meets him and finds out that he has a favor to ask of Frazier. He says, "Frazier, can you get my fiancé to stop smoking? And if you can, then all your dreams will come true, I guess. It's the sitcom standing offer. Definitely. So, B.B. then comes into the station, and Frazier is lamenting over this challenge he has in front of him when he finds out that B.B. is the girlfriend. And so, Frazier has a challenge to get B.B. to quit smoking in order to get himself syndicated before they get married. The scene shifts to the condo, where B.B. is over getting a therapy session, eventually just ends up staying the weekend because she needs constant attention to make sure that she does not take up smoking. Eventually, she does end up up stopping, but Big Willie died before they could actually get married, in, in a pretty funny description of a wedding, and Tried at, the weekend the, at, Bernie's <laughs> at the end of the episode, Fraser and Roz are back where they started from, and B.B. is smoking again. So, uh, if someone was going to get fired in this episode, who do you think it would be? <laughs> it th-
1: what can I throw at you? Uh, it would have been B.B. is in the most danger of being fired by Fraser because she works for Fraser. And they're just physically fighting, and he's she's locking people onto the balcony.
0: That's interesting. So he would have fired his agent, possibly.
1: Do you know the difference between like bottom up and top down creative processes of writing? Oh yeah, Bo- bottom up is when you you uh, use it's it's you're you're being most creative when you it's the lower portion. I don't. Yeah, know It's coming from it the diaphragm. I don't know. And I'm probably screw up the definition myself. Bottom up is when you're like, okay, Fraser and Niles go to a. Circus. Let's like see where that would go. Let's talk about it. Okay. And top down is like BB has to be locked into the apartment all weekend to quit smoking. That's really funny. Let's reverse. How did we get there? That mm-hmm. kind. Of, it kind of felt like that to me because it was kind of crazy and convoluted. Like we have a new owner who has a young fiance who's your agent, but he's asking you to get his fiance to quit smoking, not knowing it's your agent, and he just locks her into his apartment all weekend, and it- no one really protests this super weird thing it's a silly episode it's a, it's a silly mix it is them up.
0: it is one of the sillier fraser episodes so far of this of the oh, yeah.
1: circumstances would you say because a lot of people accept a lot of things in stride yeah like well you'll just have to stay here all weekend like no
0: yeah it's I'm like, not gonna do that it's like i have a caricature of yosemite sam that's <laughs> yeah. bought the station for twenty five my pretty minutes <laughs> stop smoking but that being said and you probably know this about me. I don't mind a silly episode. Oh, I know. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with that. It, it's just it's it's pretty slapsticky, frankly, for a Frazier episode. Now
1: I can get you a silly episode, Jason. <laughs> uh-huh. But first, you're going to have to do something for me. Wait, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Big Willie. Uh- <laughs> I always talk like this, Big- and we're going to accept it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So the way that it was set up, I would agree that it, it was like, we, we got to use Bebe because Bebe's yeah, great character. BB's great. Again, I'm a huge fan of Bebe, my favorite character in Frasier. And so they thought like that'd be a funny situation. Comedy. Yes. Sit it was, and
1: it was great. Yeah
0: and it was great and 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 that part was great yeah so it's not believable at all no we're stepping out of any rail like some fraser episodes are more believable than others yes. i would say this one is right
1: up there with the restaurant buying of just like no no nothing that, actually, actually has come near to the pantheon because this is still a, a, a chain of events that humans could do <laughs> not eight months of restaurant remodeling fair that's fair Niles comes over, and he
0: needs $4,000 for a footstool? Yep. <laughs> that sounds about right. Good old Niles. Good old Niles. And then he briefly gets interested in coupon clipping.
1: Yeah, like, that's that's such a good example of how humans, like, we don't understand finance and money on, like, a fundamental level. Like, how you'll drive across town to save 10 cents on gas kind of thing. Right. Like, someone that would I do that all the time. What's drop. wrong with that? I don't get it. Because you're not actually saving money because you're using the gas. No, no, if no. You no, car, no the, the
0: gas is cheaper okay. on the other side of town that's why understand. i'm going there do you right? really do that I, i've actually driven two oh hours out of the way because there was a killer deal on gas
1: i had a whole economics class in college where they just railed against how stupid that was well um, who's the stupid one how much did the class cost <laughs> honestly me <laughs> college economics class is another good example of <laughs> above average Willie, not the smartest sausage in the sausage can yeah they, they they take your tuition and they go what'd you learn i need you to break a horse <laughs> for me She's a wild thing. Like in half? And now, no, no, <laughs> whatever. Sure. So they find out the station an-
0: manager Wilfred S. Boone, mm-hmm. big Willy. Willy. Yeah, big Yep, big Willie. Thank you. Say it right. Don't uh, say it at all. He is eighty-five years old. Yep. His activities he enjoys whittling. Yep rodeos i also wrote this down and zane gray novels what are those so glad that you asked actually uh i I think the listeners might not be that thrilled that you asked because went down a bit of a rabbit hole looking up zane gray novels
1: did the mic catch my exhaling (laughs) is it loud enough
0: buckle up uh zane gray you you believe is an author
1: is that is that the end I hope that's the end.
0: So Zane Gray was an author. He wrote western novels in the early 1900s, I would say, was his his prime. He wrote most famously Riders of the Purple Sage, which is, I think, a pretty well-known western novel. Totally. Um, But then I started digging more about Zane Gray. In addition to being an author, he was a dentist. You need another job. And And also what? And an amateur baseball player. In fact, he went to college on a baseball scholarship after he Got out He uh, was a of part college? Of a college A couple of Amateur teams The Newark Colts And the Orange Athletic Club Of New Jersey Huh didn't make it to the majors. The majors were not a huge thing quite yet when he was doing that, so he decided to become a dentist instead. Bored him to tears. He was not a happy dentist, so he's another
1: happy dentist.
0: In his spare time, he started to write, you know. He also was courting at the time a 17-year-old okay. a school teacher, uh, someone studying to be a school teacher. What? <laughs> at 17 years old, and he eventually married her. Dolly was her name. Uh, however it's not courting when they're
1: 17.
0: They didn't have a great relationship because he continued to sleep around. Because
1: he gave her braces?
0: Suffered extreme mood swings. In fact, in his own words, he described his attitude as, quote, a hyena lying in ambush. That is my black spell. I conquered one mood only to fall prey to the next. I wandered about like a lost soul or a man who was conscious
1: of imminent death. So, do, am I going to need a root canal, or can I just do the? I, and I want the bubble gum for the electric toothbrush. I find for the my flavor. days make me
0: more and more weary when I have to listen to your prose. Now, that was that was me. That was not uh, Zane Grey. I'm going to tell you, I floss a lot. I'm only halfway done. Let's keep digging down this rabbit. No, I'm
1: kidding. I'm done. I'm done with this. His fourth novel was not as well received. No, I I'm, would just totally just watch the Southern Dentist show. Now that purple in your mouth. That's sticking there on all your lies, boy. <laughs> oh, you wait. You say you floss.
0: I actually do have more. There's this is the best part. I, can't I believe can believe I can see the thick paragraph through your paper. I almost left this out. Uh in addition to being an amateur baseball player, dentist and famous author, he also <laughs> he also started the porpoise club which specialized in hunting dolphins oh no (laughs) no he was a dentist baseball player and dolphin hunter you keep going
1: from great fact to awful fact like it's a roller coaster oh you're like oh he was a dentist oh that's great oh he was he married a 17 year old that's not supporting dolly the (laughs) child and he started the porpoise club for killing porpoises (laughs) No, that's not what the Purpose Club is for.
0: Zane Gray, famous author, dolphin murderer. Now
1: you can pick the soldier with the parachute, the little paper plane you put together, or the porpoise heart from my toy <laughs> chest, because you were a good boy today. I will see you in six months.
0: I like when they got to the radio station. Everyone's trying to impress Big Willie. Yes. you know, And so Bulldog had played a prank on Gil. And Gil is reviewing a restaurant, a Greek restaurant, on the show. What I thought was funny about that. Is he was just reviewing cheese? Yeah, at feta first.
1: cheese. It's not just for
0: farmers. Yeah, he was like, like, "You think Stilton's good? How about feta?" This is your show.
1: I think we're Will? like hour three. Like, <laughs> I think it's an hour show, and so for the last ten minutes, like feta cheese. He's like
0: canola oil. Yeah, it's not your standard vegetable oil. Feta, a little bit's great. So is,
1: it's too much makes you want to throw up. It's
0: not solely a restaurant review show. I don't know what it is. I he suppose seems to just be like reviewing. Foods? He, he did review a restaurant, though. He gave uh, five stars to the Taste of Grease. did give it
1: four stars? I'm
0: pretty sure it was five stars. I'm pretty sure it was four. Listen... You don't want to bet me again, friend, because you lost a bet recently. I did. For a box
1: a- of Snackwell's cookies. Oh, my gosh. Can we bet Snackwell's again? Maybe we can bet Snackwell's. Why do you love Snackwell's so much? Why do I love Snackwell's
0: so much? Yeah. Well, it starts with the box. The box is green. It's the oh, color of life it. and energy. And then you open it up and you find more small packaging, just small enough that your fingers can't fully grasp the outside of it. And when you open up the small packaging, there's not one, not three, but two delicious cookies waiting there for you the cookies assembled with a bit of devil's food cake on the bottom topped with mononitrate and riboflavin and skim high fructose corn glycerin emulsifiers that sound good which creates a marshmallow like substance and it's all coated in even more chemically chocolate of sorts you eat one bite but you can't stop you have to continue and eat another and another and another bite Actually, that's too many bites because they're quite small. (laughs) The calories that you're left with is just a subtle reminder of the joy that you experienced when devouring
1: the Snackwells. You are really into Snackwells. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess.
0: I don't know. They're like my fifth favorite cookie. (laughs) It's the most trash I've ever produced from a box of cookies, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I really enjoyed hearing fraser say Big Willie. Big Willie. <laughs> was, well, all right then. Yeah. He, Big Willie. He's like, it's nice to meet you, Wilfred. Big Willie. Nice to meet you, Big Willie.
1: <laughs> if you were an 85 year old eccentric millionaire. And I am. You are a 36 year old eccentric five grand in checking an heir. Yeah. What, wait, what did you say first? <laughs> if you were like old and eccentric and wildly wealthy. And I am. What would you do socially? <laughs> would you have like weird tics? Weirder than I have, weirder right than now. you have right now. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> would, I would you make like social demands of
0: people because you could? That's an interesting question. Well, okay, let's let's make it so. Like call I, me if, the reverend if
1: I. For <laughs> cult leader,
0: but Ever, you know, everyone would call me Ace for yeah, sure. That, like, that, was that absolutely
1: would happen. I would definitely do that. In fact, yeah. I don't know that I need to wait. You can call me Ace if you want to. I would demand that people make those stupid jokes they make when someone's like 6'4 to me. Like, oh, wow. He must play basketball. Or like, well, how's the weather up there? Like, I would demand it. Of And like, and new employees would know of like, you have to pretend he's like uncomfortably tall. Like, that's, you would have to pretend, you have to like look up at him and be like, so whoa, it's, I saw it's,
0: pictures. It's one of those, you can't look him in the eye yeah. kind of things because you're looking up <laughs> oh, of where yeah. his eyes would like to be. Yeah, I see. That's, that would be my quirk. That is yeah. an eccentric demand. Yeah. It really is. I appreciate that. I made a lot of money, found a lot of oil,
1: and it, I am 6'5". This episode had an odd B story. It, that didn't it, go anywhere. An odd, very short. It's going it, to tell you right now, it's going to cost it some espresso, espresso shots. Can't just not finish your B story. It's not cool. I would agree with that. It, it seemed like they, they
0: were like, we're short three minutes this episode. Like, can we just throw in I have a theory. goofy something that Niles
1: can do? Yeah. That props got an enormous thing of capers. I were like, this is hilarious. <laughs> Let's use this, yeah. And then that was that. Like Niles goes to Costco and buys a Costco sized thing of capers. Capers like a plant like a pickled plant, yeah, what are you don't know what capers are either? I,
0: it's one of those things that I don't know what they are. I put them on bagels, <laughs> and I say, yum, yeah, i've I've had them before. It's I don't know what I don't know exactly what it is though.
1: one of those things of like when you say like wild capers, like, oh, I don't know what that is. I don't know that I don't know if they
0: exist in the wild.
1: I mean they come from somewhere. No. We didn't like make them in a lab.
0: I think we did, much like snack wells. Snackwells cookies. Oh my gosh, don't even say it.
1: <laughs> Jason filling his bathtub with snack wells be back.
0: Uh, So, Price Buster's Warehouse. Niles was coupon clipping, and then he found a great deal on capers at Price Price Buster's Busters Warehouse, Warehouse, which, you know, I I looked up and and they were interested in sponsoring us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You you have the copy for that? I do. Yeah.
1: Price Buster's Warehouse. Membership only, but it's not just a store. It's an experience. You come in and see aisles full of clothing, furniture, TV, and don't forget the samples. Samples on every aisle. I can't I can't. I, it's Costco. It's definitely Costco. It's Costco, Costco yeah. right? It's we it just seemed, couldn't get Costco. Like they couldn't do... They just couldn't do
0: Costco. Yeah, anyways, it was definitely Costco. Was Costco yeah, right, for sure. Costco. Which made me think, like,
1: was Costco... Was Costco, it was Costco did, Like, did it just open up then? Costco is one of those stores that I would believe is 20 years old or 200 years old. Like, well, if you told me Costco started in 1875...
0: I'm not going to tell I you that. not believe you. But I did look it up. Uh, if you were going to guess... When did Costco open?
1: 1995.
0: That's what I would have guessed. Also, actually, it was earlier than that. It was in the 80s, but I don't think they became like the th- the thing. Yeah. You know, it was a thing in the 90s. It became so I, like
1: I, weirdly hip, right? When I was in college, like well, let's go to Costco for samples.
0: I used to go for the dollar fifty hot dog Hell and soda. Yeah. I oh, think. I still yeah, do. I I got through most of my freshman year. <laughs> it's it's too cheap for food.
1: It is, and it's good pizza,
0: yeah, it's really good pizza- real good, 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 good pizza anyway, anyways, yeah, so they they were gaining popularity, I think in the mid nineties around the time that this episode aired was when they originally released their their like generic brand, Kirkland signature, <gasps> so that was so the, the k- Kirkland signature heiress that <laughs> Hmm. Uh. But but that was around this time. So I think Costco was kind of blowing up. So yeah. So and I think a lot of '90s sitcoms had jokes about. I remember when it was newer.
1: Yeah, the whole joke of just like it's a gallon of mustard was very fun. Right. Carrying into the early 2000s jokes. Right. Right. Because let's just do it again. Good Maris line in this
0: episode. She was briefly addicted to cough syrup. Yes. (laughs) Poor thing.
1: Wasn't that real though? Because cough syrup has stuff in it. Oh, for sure. Cough
0: syrup's very addictive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't quit this stuff. I haven't had a cough in years, though. That was you. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed B.B.'s smoking speech. I, that was great. At the dinner table? Yes. How good was that? It that was, was drawing...
1: <laughs> Fraser. I have never seen someone worse at breaking an addiction in my life. <laughs> not even as, like, a per- mental health professional, just as a person. Right. It's like, I'm trying to quit. Oh, it's... Describe the experience to me in detail. If it's so good, relive it right now. Like, mm-hmm. you... No, that's not good. And then he makes Martin relive yeah, it? Yeah, like, everyone talk about smoking. <laughs> This brings back uh, th-
0: this is this is to give you kudos. Yes. Sir. I thought he was a smoker, a pat on the head, if you will,
1: for 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 six <laughs> for, feet for big Willie. yeah, use a broom, sorry, yep it, 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 there you go. That's good. okay, that's the good. that's human contact. <laughs> it's not. it was
0: a broom. <laughs> There's two predictions I wanna pull up here. You made a prediction, season two, episode three, The Matchmaker. You predicted that both Frazier and Daphne would smoke cigarettes again sometime in the show. Daphne smoked Daphne again smoked in this, this episode. episode, so check. You gonna stand by Fraser Heck smoking yeah. again? Okay. Oh yeah, we got a lot of Fraser left. And then, if you remember the Adventures in Paradise Mega episode. I am... <laughs> Sorry, we'll just short circuit it. <laughs> Rebooting. I have sound effects. Um, Adventures in Paradise mega episode. You predicted that Martin was a smoker when he was younger. Yes. So that is proved to be correct. Because so, it
1: was Korea. So you smoke when you're in Korea because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. It's World War II again. We found out
0: a little more details about Martin smoking, though. Yes. Apparently he... <laughs> what he said was
1: insomnia... But it's your body like, oh, I need nicotine. And it's definitely like waking you up for alcohol and nicotine. Definitely. <laughs> And I, so Martin said he had insomnia. Nothing puts you to sleep like a cigarette and a glass of bourbon. But you'll have a headache in the morning. Later in the episode, we see Martin's glass of bourbon. Yeah. Which is like a tumbler of bourbon. He said
0: a it's, water glass of bourbon. Yeah. And I wrote that down when he said it because I was like, oh, that seems like a lot. A lot. And then he it showed it later in the episode. I was like, yeah, that yep, is a lot. A, <laughs> a lot
1: of bourbon. That's a five, they said it was 5.30 a.m. It's like wake up time is soon. That's not when you want to be smoking and drinking a cough of bourbon
0: so the the farce or the silly comedy of that sort of second act that was in the apartment uh, I really love that. That's some of my favorite stuff that Frasier does when it's kind of like jokes kind of building and built, like yeah. first Daphne's smoking and then BB finds yeah, out and then locks, locks her out and... and then they find Martin in the bathroom. It yeah. just kind of builds on itself. And I loved when Martin came out of the bathroom and with the smoke I exhaling. I like you enjoy like comedic plays. I do. Yeah. yeah. It, and that's pretty much what Frasier is. Yes. You know, it's, that's it's a lot of like blocking. Exactly. And... It's it's like witty lines and and good blocking. And yeah, yeah it's, it's a play. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that.
1: In the theater. When you have a scene where people are physically fighting. I don't know
0: if you can hear this at home, but I did roll my eyes. So.
1: <laughs> what the theater? I was trained on the stage, Jason. That's why I enunciate so well. So wait, are you still Big Willie? <laughs> I am. It's the, uh, the My body is my instrument. Mm. When I listen to myself, I realize I enunciate poorly. I realize I am not the point. I talk really fast and I flub all my lines. <laughs> now, in the theater, when you have a scene where people are physically fighting, you have to do a fight call. It's like a union rule hmm. to make sure they don't hurt themselves before they do their thing. And this was an episode where people were jumping on each other and doing all this stuff. So I wanted to ask our like super fraser expert, what happens when you have a physical fight in the episode?
0: Oh, so like how do they prepare for how it? How do they do? Kind of? They have to do a fight
1: call. How mm-hmm. to prepare for it? So I like that. Katie garrettson Ka- Katie? How do you do it? <laughs> how do you do a fight call?
2: <laughs> hey, gentlemen. I don't recall needing a stunt coordinator for this particular episode or for many of the episodes because our actors all just felt really comfortable doing physical comedy. But when there are more challenging altercations or scenes with a higher level of, of physical involvement, we would hire, as any show would, a stunt coordinator. A stunt coordinator will work with the director to choreograph the action, just like a dance. They rehearse it in slow motion until the actors feel safe, and if necessary, they cast stunt doubles who would wear the wigs and the same wardrobe and perform in place of the actor. Little tidbit, whenever you see a stunt in any show, movie, TV series alike, that doesn't show the actor's face, chances are it's a stunt double.
1: Oh, interesting! It's so cool that
0: she yeah. responds. Uh, it is, by the way, just a shout out again. Katie Garrettson, uh, director of many Fraser episodes. Uh, she's our Fraser expert on the Will and Jace a Fraser podcast. She hosts her own podcast too, Mojo Girl Madness, which you should definitely check out. Mm. Um, yeah, so cool that she's a part That's of the
1: so show now. now. It's not just me doing a voice. I promise. Oh, do that's me. So call to the set so I'm um, Kelsey Grammer.
0: Whenever BB's in an episode, she she takes an a- average line and just like makes it great. Just yeah. puts
1: some puts puts a little extra on it. She's definitely like on a different show. That's at another great show. Just she's definitely <laughs> exactly. like a witch. right. I'll give you anything you want. I'll make you a star. A star. <laughs> Love <laughs> To Daphne? Yes. Have you ever been a smoker? I'm going to assume the answer is no, since you went from 11 to 31, and that's normally you pick up smoking in your 20s, and you just got the genie from big to wish you big. But have you ever been a smoker? This body won't last. No. <laughs> it's too long. Your legs are going to give out like a yellow lab, but you'll still be so loving. <laughs> Look me in the
0: eyes up here. I was not a smoker. I have tr- I've had a cigarette in my life uh, only once, and I didn't really get much from it. I was like, well, I don't want to chance this, so I'll just give up (laughs) now. You have a very
1: addictive personality.
0: Yeah, very true. So I I try not to get into things I know will be addicting, but I do enjoy cigars. So I don't smoke cigarettes. I do enjoy cigars. I probably have one or two a year, usually when camping or something like that. What about you? Were you ever smoked?
1: Uh, I was for a few months when I I told you I lived with that family in Germany, and in Europe Like it's not bad for you somehow. (laughs) Like Everyone does it. and lives for Ever, if it makes if, them younger if you're listening
0: and you're thinking this sounds a little suspect remember that will also had scurvy at this time so he might not have been fully up to date on like all the health <laughs> <things>. <laughs> well that didn't
1: give me the scurvy probably didn't help <laughs> no it didn't help my gums sure do hurt you should have better light up a smoke
0: you should have been vaping like citrus flavored uh, tobacco juice been better
1: <laughs> And that was, like, for, like, two months. I think I bought, like, a pack. It's hard. I can't really call myself, like, an ex. I never had, like, I have to quit. This
0: you know? is interesting. So you smoked for a couple of months. Are we talking, like, few a
1: day? About, like, one a night when drinking. Okay, one a yeah. night.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: And did you feel like it was... It more was- like Daphne's vibe on okay. this. Okay, so it, was, it wasn't that
0: difficult for you to no, quit? No, I never okay. had the big, like, I need to quit. Have you, do you crave them anymore, like no, Daphne? No, not at all. Because Daphne think- apparently... As soon as BB gave her speech When BB was giving her speech Did
1: you kind of want one? (laughs) I kind of There is a thing It's not like I I don't crave tobacco I don't crave the cigarette I weirdly crave Like the aesthetic of it Ah. And there are these Odd little moments Like I was having A slice of pumpkin pie For breakfast With coffee And I was like I want a cigarette with this Not even because Like I want a cigarette But something about this just seems like it would pair with a cigarette.
0: I agree with you. Hollywood did a great job. They really did. Right? Like, I I love classic movies. And every, When I'm waiting for someone outside
1: a hotel, I weirdly want a cigarette. Everyone's smoking. It looks super cool. It does. And, uh, it gives yeah. Gives you business to do with your hands. In the theater. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want, <laughs> uh, you know, characters very rarely are standing still, so you want them to have business. Cigarettes are great for characters to have business. If, That'll be $800,000.
0: If... Cigarettes did not cause cancer. Oh my god! I would be a smoker. Yeah, if there was no
1: like health nasties. Yeah, still expensive. It's still expensive, but I would probably
0: do it. Like I, I think I would enjoy. I would definitely smoke cigars like every day. Oh man, yeah. But uh, but old logs of uncut tobacco. (laughs) Yeah. Turns out it does cause cancer, and don't smoke out there. Don't smoke, listeners, and eat citrus. And eat. (laughs) Eat fruit and Will, vegetables this is will's cause now he's he does psa's for scurvy i've raised over no one, no one asked him to because it's
1: so easily avoidable it affects dozens of college students every year in germany in germany uh i think i made a prediction about this i don't remember Frazier has a doorman interesting
0: so the elliott uh, bay towers where he lives man. apparently there is a doorman do you think we'll ever meet the doorman?
1: Yes, because that's kind of fun. Because doormen are kind of a fun sitcom thing. Your eyes tell me that doesn't happen.
0: I don't think it does. Uh, I don't want to let another Fraser factoid slip.
1: Maccabees!
0: But I don't... You saying that there there's a doorman, I was like, huh, is, is there? there? Yeah.
1: I guess that's a hard set. I don't know.
0: So three weeks passed. Apparently, BB was able to give up yes. smoking for three weeks or so. I very much enjoyed the description of the wedding. Yes,
1: was, Where he dies walking her down the aisle, and she's just gripping she's him, dragging, dragging him. his body. She grabs the back of his head,
0: his head, the skin on the back yeah. of his head, <laughs> to pop it out. And it sounds
1: insane, but also like eh, it's BB. I can see that. I could kind of see that. Do you take the like? Isn't actually anything legal? You need the uh, two witnesses signing the marriage thingy. Yeah.
0: Also a great BB thing She gives Frazier a gold Rolex Then says don't
1: wear yeah, it to the, the funeral. funeral She got, nicked it off him If I gave you a golden Rolex off of my dead fiancé mm. Would you wear it? Would you keep it? Yeah I would 100% keep it Yeah of course I would Why wouldn't I keep it? I can't picture you wearing a gold Rolex With your whole aesthetic It would be hilarious It's a good conversation starter It's yeah. like oh yeah, where'd you get that gold Rolex Like
0: actually it's just my friend's dead fiancé yeah, It's like <laughs> act like I'm 6'4'' post-credits scene is Gil with a cowboy hat discovering that Big Willie has passed away.
1: Hulu always cuts off the last two seconds of oh the post-credits no. for me, so I see someone coming in to tell him something.
0: Yeah, they've told him that Big Willie yeah. had passed away. and yeah.
1: But uh, boycott Hulu. Don't boycott Hulu. Please don't. <laughs>
0: All right, you want to paint a picture for us? Oh yeah. Okay, so Niles finds a coupon. He's into yep. coupon clipping briefly, I guess, and it's for twenty cents off a product called Renewzit. Renewzit, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I that oh. was what. It, so it's spelled R E N U Z I T in the closed <laughs> captions. Uh, I was wondering what is that product? What does it do? And how much does it normally cost?
1: We've all been there. Friday evening, last cigarette of my life. Take that one last puff, feels amazing. Saturday, Sunday, no smoking. Monday rolls around, puff, puff, puff. It is difficult to quit smoking. In our go-go world with kids and work, who has the time? Now we have a solution. Bring, bring it bring in. Put it on your arm and it puts the sweet, sweet sensation of cigarettes back into your body. Now, not the nicotine or the tobacco. No, it is the sensual sensation, the feeling of opening a pack of cigarettes and watching the cellophane dance in the sunlight. That is what we are pumping straight into your blood. How? Renews It is available at Walgreens, Costco, and Price Busters. Find it next to the capers. Man, that product sounds great. <laughs> it's, it's made of dreams. It's made me a wealthy man. <laughs> now, I would like... You know what's weird? I, when <laughs> When he was like... I'm I've, I've like taken a young wife. I was very thrown off that it was because 'cause I'm like, oh that's not a young wife. I'm like, oh wait, it totally is. I'm just so used to eighty five year old men having like gross young like twenty five year old wives. Oh, like like that wife that's like literally half his age. Like He's, a Zane Gray type yeah, of character. Like a Zane Grey. <laughs> you you remember him, Dolphin Hunter? Now what are you doing after this? I've only gotta write one more chapter and then it's off to hunt a porpoise. <laughs> I think they're so goddamn smart. We'll see. No one's smarter than
0: Zane. Fun fact about this episode Big Willie was played by Richard Hamilton, uh, which I didn't recognize the actor, but I looked up his IMDb, and he's been in movies since the 1950s. Like, he's been Makes in a sense. bunch he of was cool, an older dude. Yeah, he was in a famous Western called Pale Rider. A year after this episode, he was in Men in Black, actually. Uh, he played, you know, how Will Smith, like Tommy Lee Jones, like, you know, made oh, Will Smith his partner before this that. other partner, This yeah. was his partner, yeah. So, anyways, well, he was. The uh,
1: stories he could have told. <laughs>
0: He's Men in Black prequel. He's been in a bunch anyway. So uh, Richard will do it eventually.
1: I'm sure. <laughs> he seems like a discount Sam Elliott a little bit. He really does. I yeah. thought it was Sam Elliott for a minute. Yeah. What would you rate this one? I'm giving it a 3.5. It got dinged from a four. Yeah. For not finishing your B story. That's higher than I thought. I you, you don't always love the wacky ones. I, I I love BB too much. I'll make you stop. <laughs> I'll make you star um such and i i know the joy it brings you, yes, and that brings me joy, thank you yeah i was I was
0: so broom happy. pat, yeah. I will say this is not one of my favorite B.B. episodes, but still outstanding. (laughs) Uh, It's it's a four for me just because B.B.'s there. It's an automatic four, but maybe not a five like some other B.B. episodes. But anyways, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. As always, great appearance by B.B., and I already look forward to the next time that she shows up. Now, I've been waiting for this the whole episode. Snack wells? No. Caper jar? Now I just want capers on a bagel. Prediction for next episode. Okay. The title is... Okay. Frasier Loves Roz. <gasps> what? Oh, man. Okay. Seriously, like, five episodes ago, I was looking ahead, and I was like, oh, man, Will's going to freak out. He's going to lose his mind.
1: <laughs> I'm actually amazed we've gone this long. The last time this was even, like, hinted at was season one, when there was a dinner party. You know that thing that never happens, you tell me always happens? <laughs> When Martin was like, <laughs> Why don't you date her? And he was like, Fah. We're
0: almost done with season three, and yeah. there's been a lack of dinner parties. <laughs> They're coming, my you're man. you a friggin' liar.
1: Um, okay, okay, I think you do this. So, Frazier and Roz are at the station bantering, and Niles shows up, and uh, not like someone, I'm going to say Niles, notices that, like, Frazier, like, you love Roz. Like, you're in love with Roz. Like, you flirt with her, you're in love with Roz. Frazier's like, No, no, no. And simultaneously, Let's say Daphne, for some reason at the apartment, notices the same banter coming from Roz. She's like, you love Frasier. It's like, no, no, no. But they both both get convinced. Oh, here's the sitcom thing. They both get convinced the other one is in love with them. So they go on a date thinking the other party has a crush on them. And they're trying to let the other one's feelings... they're, They're both trying to break up with the other one thinking they'll like crush them but then they get to the apex and it's like oh it's all a big funny wacky mix up and there's actually no nothing there for now pretty good yeah yeah pretty good Yeah, uh, i'm better. not i'm
0: not gonna reveal it but yeah that, that's that's pretty mm, good mm, yeah. mm, good mm, good work mm, there mm, you mm, know what you know what snack cookie, now, cookie. now that my capers in <laughs> <and> my cookie <laughs> now that you made that prediction i will call you big willy yeah for the remainder of the
1: podcast i don't like it anymore i'm done no more <laughs>
2: where there's smoke there's fired. This one was written by the wonderful Joe Keenan, one of my favorite writers. He wrote the first episode I ever directed, in fact, Dr. Nora. We'll get to that in a couple of seasons. Joe has a great story himself, actually. In 1991, uh, remember the TV series Cheers? Well, its creators, Jimmy Burroughs and Glenn and Les Charles, read Joe's debut novel, Blue Heaven, which was laugh-out-loud funny. I mean, I read it, we passed it around to everybody, super funny, clever. And Glenn and Les Charles and James Burroughs invited Joe to create a new sitcom for their production company. I mean, that never happens. That's how good of a writer he is. Joe wrote a pilot called Gloria Vane, which I never saw because it never aired. It didn't get picked up, but it starred Joe Beth Williams, and I heard wonderful things about it. And... It led to a writing position for Joe on Frasier. Joe began in Frasier's second season as the executive story editor, which is kind of a lower level writing position, but he ended the last season, season 11, as executive producer of Frasier and was one of the big bosses, super talented guy. This episode was one of my favorites, actually, of the whole run, partly because Harriet Harris, who I adore and thought was wonderful as Frasier's agent, Bebe, was in it, but also partly because it brings back memories of all of us on the show, actors and crew alike, listening to Bebe's monologue on how she loves cigarettes then running outside of the sound stage to all have a puff ourselves and laughing about how she hit the nail on the head with her speech. It was super funny. I don't recall Joe Keenan ever smoking, but I wonder if at some point he did, even if for research. Hmm. Okay, that's it for Where There's Smoke, There's Fired. Bye, guys.